Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 95 of the Maker Mom podcast. This week's guest is Chloe of Wood Couture. It was super fun getting to chat with Chloe and learn about kind of this amazing journey she's had into making. I think you will really enjoy this interview just as much as I enjoyed chatting with Chloe. But before I get into the interview, I want to give a big shout out and thank you to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Bonnie of Tool Mom Bonnie, Laura Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou Made by Mary Lou, Amy Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly Reclaim Living Store, Brandy Studio Obey, Kathy One Girl and Her Tools, Ellen Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan Ethan Carter Designs. All right, thank you also very much for your ongoing support of the podcast. Make sure you hang around to the end of the episode so you can find out about all the different ways you can support the podcast as well. All right, here we go with a Chloe of Wood Couture. Well, Chloe, I always have people introduce themselves for the podcast, so I'm going to let you do that. Who are you? Tell people who you are. <laughs> um, I'm Chloe. I'm a mother of two. I'm a woodworker. Um, I started this little woodworking thing, and I'm calling it Wood Couture because Couture actually is my last name. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm Chloe Couture. I am French originally. I moved here about 20 seven years ago and I was only going to be here for a year to learn English and here I am <laughs> still here and uh, that's about it that's about me I'm also um, what else do I do I do translation and subtitling okay you know, one needs to eat that's right <laughs> and I'm also a task rabbit okay I'm a woman, yes. okay um that's super interesting about the translating. I might ask you more questions about that later, but, um, all right, let's, so you're from France originally, right? Paris, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, what was your childhood like there? What kind of things were you interested in? Um, I was really into sport. I was a gymnast. I did track and swimming, all in competition. Um, I loved roller skating. I love being outdoors. And I was stuck in an apartment most of the time. <laughs> and the weather isn't really great most of the time either. Um, that was about it. As a child, I was kind of wanting to get out of the family unit as much as possible. So that's what I did. I used sports to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, okay. So you came to the U.S. to learn English. Was that after college? Like, did you go to college or university in France? High school. Actually. Okay. Um, okay. My second language was German, which 
know, not really helpful in the workforce. So mm-hmm. once I got um, my first job, it was in an entertainment company and everybody was getting promoted because they could speak fluently and I had absolutely zilch knowledge of it. So um, off I went all the way to Los Angeles. There was a choice between London or LA, but if I was going to leave, just go all the way. Right. <laughs> Ended up here, not speaking a word, and it was quite interesting. I was 19 at the time. And uh, yeah, just took about mm, nine months to kind of understand fluently what was happening around me. I was working on a production here. I was working okay. on the Power Rangers, actually. Oh, wow. And, in the art department, which is where I got to pick up my first tools. Oh, okay. The production designer was from, was Israeli and spoke French fluently. That's why I got parked there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So were you working in that, the same, like, entertainment uh, industry in France? And then that's, like, you could use kind of, those yeah. skills kind of when you came Correct. over? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, made the transition to here. Okay. And I was only going to be here for a year. and uh, But then I met my kid's dad, and there we go. There you go. <laughs> Rest <laughs> is history, right? Rest <laughs> is history. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so you picked up your first tools in the art department. Like, what, I mean, why? Like, what were you doing with those tools in that industry? Um. Well, mostly we were building sets, right? Okay. So um, whether it be painting, you know, a wall to make it look like a log cabin or, you know, um, it was drill guns and putting sets together and furniture together and fixing the monsters with (laughs) heat guns and latex. It was was kind of like a wide array of things that you could do with things that would hurt you. As long as it can hurt me, apparently I'll pick it up. So, and um, the, also the kid's dad still is actually in the art department. He's a set decorator. And so always had tools at home and you mm-hmm. know, tired of asking him to do stuff. So ended up <laughs> going in the toolbox and go, what's this do? And, right. You know, <laughs> um, so I have to ask, you know, since it's mm-hmm. part of your story, was it Power Rangers the show or Power Rangers movie? Well, we did the first movie as well, but the same crew, it was the show. I arrived here, I was in its second season. Okay. Yeah, that's like that. You're too young to have seen it. (laughs) No, I'm not. I am older than you may think. (laughs) 40 is knocking on the door, I'll just say that. So, (laughs) um, So that is like my early teen years was was power rangers about um yeah 93 94 yeah when i showed up i think they started yeah. in 92 so yeah yeah so it was my uh preteen into teenage years is when the power rangers was on and that's like when i was allowed to watch it my mom was kind of one of those like you know that's too violent type thing for you <laughs> to watch um so but that's pretty cool were you then, I mean, with the tools and stuff, was it just kind of like pick it up, see what it does? Or did, were you able to get any kind of instruction as far as like no, how do you... There was no like, time for instructions. And no also t- it was a non-union show. It was, no, you just <laughs> take it and go and live. 
I didn't even know what they were called. So I remember my boss being like, Chloe, get me the screwdriver. And I'm looking at him with a grin from ear to ear. I had no, a what now? I had to learn everything at that point. And then I went into the wardrobe department, used other tools there, mm-hmm. and having to, you know, paint the boots and fix the helmet. And because they came from Japan, they were in terrible shape. So we had to, you know, all of that was mm-hmm. really fun at the time. It was a fun, fun first job here for sure. I yeah, I bet. I mean, and and what other <laughs> like that is the stereotypical thing that people think when you say you're like going to LA, right? It's like you're going to work in the in the entertainment industry. Of course you are. <laughs> Why else would you be here? <laughs> It's too expensive to be doing anything else anyway. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Not that we were making a whole lot at the time either. Right. So how long did you spend in the entertainment industry? I spent quite a bit because beyond that, then I went more into the corporate and the, you know, agenting and all that. So I left entirely uh, when my son was born. I'm done with Hollywood. It was way too time consuming and not creative enough, honestly. Um, So that is what happened. Uh, So it's been 17 years now. Okay. I'm good. It's such a man's world and it just Mm -hmm. wasn't for me anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, For sure. And that's where this whole I can be creative again started, you know decorating a diaper genie or make he could not could not stand any of the toys out there all the plastic stuff it just mm-hmm. drove him crazy if it made noise you have to you know turn it off so I, that's how it all started is i was making him toys and okay. made him a train table out of his changing table and <laughs> you know all that kind mm-hmm. of things like the hacking things and figuring out how to entertain a toddler really because mm-hmm. nope whatever classic <laughs> thing was out there was not interesting at all trying to crazy nope. uh, well you know that's like I would say you know mom new moms today like that's what they want right they want to get away from the plastic toys they want the wooden toys for their kiddos Um, I made like two Pickler's triangles and that's why I was a little late getting on because now my phone's blowing up with everybody. Like I want a Pickler's triangle. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. I mean, it, it really, and it does go really fast and far because, um, at some point I was making them Montessori based. Yep. Right. So like these little dolls that go into these little cups and with the Mm -hmm. variation of colors and, I was like, oh, I wonder if I could sell those. So I went and threw them on Etsy mm-hmm. and all the other things that was making them puzzles and things like that. But within a month, they had been stolen and recreated one million times over. And that was really disheartening. And I think that's what killed it at that mm-hmm. I was only strictly doing it for them or friends. Right. But there was no, it didn't feel like there was going to be any way to make money out of this. I was putting decals on Diaper Genie and thinking, okay, I'm just going to get used Diaper Genie and decorate them and throw them out there. That again, just 
the idea just boom by on eBay on Etsy everybody was stealing everybody's stuff and it mm-hmm. just, I was like well forget it then I can't I'm, it's never gonna work so I lost the belief that I could make something different that somebody else would want and just ended up yeah just doing it mm-hmm. for them I'm actually still sitting on a toy that I designed which is a play platform kind of thing and I don't know what to do with it because <laughs> I'm also afraid Melissa and Doug is going to recreate it you know right like, right it's just it's so frustrating that there is no way to have your you know your own thing that no one's going to go oh I can make money out of this mm-hmm. so. yeah yeah there definitely is one a difference to me between like if I saw something you made for your kiddos and I said, okay, I'll make that for my kids, not Mm -hmm. make that to sell, but make that for my kids. I think there's a difference in that versus like, Ooh, how much cheaper than that person can I make that thing? And how many can I make to like, you know, try to make a quick buck type thing? Exactly. And they could make so many. I only had so much time having, right. you know, you're a mom at home and you're trying to figure out where you fit the time to make it. So all of a sudden these people have a collection and I'm like, what? The, what? <laughs> right. How does this happen? Like it's mm-hmm. very frustrating. For sure. Right. Right. Um, so how, when did you get into kind of like, you know, some of the stuff you've been making more recently? So, um, that happened like fully about five years ago. Okay. Um, my girlfriend at the time, as all throughout, I had to come out, whatever. So, uh, she was working on a design show and befriended the lead carpenter there. Mm. And he, they were giving away all this wood. The waste is beyond me mm-hmm. but anyway and a drill press and all this stuff and I was like okay I'll come and pick it up so loaded up a van brought it home used the carport and said this is my space that's it I'm doing this so I started little by little doing refurbishing of furniture that I did have um, and I was hired to recreate a table for friends of friends. And that's pretty much how it started is Mm -hmm. just having someone who believed in me and finally having people hiring me and giving me the belief that I could do these things. And um, that grew within me just believing in myself and getting the things that were in my head onto the wood and go, oh, I don't have any design training but this thing isn't collapsing so (laughs) (laughs) it actually works right (laughs) I was kind of huh hmm I was liking that yeah (laughs) put a design that was in my head onto into reality and then having people wanting to buy it Mm -hmm. are you are you still like I mean is the bulk of your business still like people are reaching out and saying, I want this thing and you make that thing for them. Or are you switching into some, you know, like your original design type work? I have both. I definitely have both. Um, I love the, um, 
custom making, which I get mostly from being a task rabbit, actually, because I meet people and then they need mm -hmm. something and sort of discuss it. Um, others I've reached out from Instagram. Um, but I have a constant need to also create and do my own designs. I think that's very important. I couldn't just be a custom mm -hmm. peacemaker because at some point I need to have some input into, you know, what comes out. And also I get it right. into my head. It's, right. <laughs> I, I see things in my dream that I wake up and I go, oh, I wonder if I could make that. Like it's literally that's, mm -hmm. so I, I, try and a lot of times it doesn't pan out <laughs> for some reason a wooden lamp doesn't just hover over a table. <laughs> so. yeah the, it just doesn't work yet does it <laughs> no, doesn't quite so things i need to work on but uh, uh -huh. <laughs> but yes it's it's a little bit of both definitely um, and I, I enjoy doing both. And I really, really hope that at some point that is all I do, that I mm -hmm. need to supplement, you know, the income. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure once the kids are gone and I can move out of LA, life will be a little less expensive <laughs> as well. So. True. Very, very true. Um, it's insane. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. When my, when my wife and I sold our house in California to move back to Iowa it was um the amount we made there could buy a house here you know three times the size of the house that was there right. in California you should have an Iowa you're like we're rich that's right buy a house a car go out to dinner that's right that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is where the dad is and now that we co-parent and we mm -hmm. bought these two houses on the same lot so i have my little house here with the the shop is in my carport now mm -hmm. yeah um so it works out and he works here there's no going anywhere else so right yep yep that is the way life works sometimes unfortunately <laughs> or unfortunately right um, I think it, it works in mysterious ways and it puts us where we need to be. Sometimes. Exactly. So when you have your, your original design pieces, you mentioned like, you know, through like Instagram and stuff, but are you working with like designers at all as, you know, interior designers at all to get your pieces out there? Not yet. I'm, I am looking. I have a. I do have a friend who's an interior designer here, um, but you know his clients are like way up here. There's just a not in between just yet. Mm -hmm. So um, not yet. I'm hoping so. There's also a vintage store that I like to work with to you know redo um, the surfaces of things. And also, I like my design to be a one of a kind. So that's been a little bit of a thing because the record um, cabinet and record stand that I made out of this old 40s chest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I saw that. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it was it. But I made it because I was inspired by this very specific person. Mm -hmm. You know, my brother from another mother. It just it yeah. is his piece. And a lot of people want it. And I was looking for other chests. And yes, I can acquire them and redo it. I just, I still can't. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to mass produce either. Right. So it's that fine line because I know somebody's going to pay a good amount of money for it, but it's going to take away from the very first piece I made. So I, I don't know. I <laughs> don't know what I'm doing just yet. Just like the television, everybody wants it. So now I've got a client who brought in another for me to turn into a bar for him, which is super fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, don't want to blow up taking that apart every time. Right. It's like, okay, <laughs> we're doing this. But uh, yeah. yeah, I usually try to stay on a one of a kind. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, that's, I'm very similar uh, in the sense of like trying to do kind of one-offs though I do intend one day to okay this is a line of furniture you know right, and right. and expect like you can purchase this and then you know eight to ten weeks later it will arrive it will be made type thing <laughs> um, right. but but in that case even in that case I'm I'm with you like for one I get Board recreating the same piece again um and so my hope is that to get to that point someday I will have employees and they can redo the stuff exactly. <laughs> you know right. that I made it the first time you make it every I time after it. yeah Your other plans have fun yeah that's right totally. um uh, and then where I can still be, you know, kind of creative director and in, in making, all, you know, original stuff. Um, so fantastic. Yeah. I have that with even some of the custom work. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you guys go do that. Yes. I'll just keep designing over <laughs> exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Someday. Someday, I know. Uh, it all takes time, right? Maybe. I think it's, yeah, it takes patience and, and believing always mm-hmm. and things happen. They do, they really do eventually. Mm-hmm. The belief that I can now, that's the one. Do you, I mean, I feel like you would have some access to possibly clientele that, you know, the rest of the world may not have as much access to just given your experience in like the entertainment field and stuff do you feel like I mean do you get any work from that industry at all no I haven't yet um and I there's so many houses already established in LA and Mm -hmm. prop houses and build you know people and and it's not built to last it's right oh, oh yeah yeah it's a, it's a fake it would yeah. be extremely fun to work for one of them um there's I mean I do have my stuff out there to be rented in case you mm-hmm. know, somebody wants it um except the television because no twenty dollars for the weekend wasn't gonna do it because it's right. gonna be returned no mm-hmm. so you gotta make sure you also don't care about the piece that you're gonna put out there because you know it's most of the time gets completely ruined Mm -hmm. so there is that but yeah I mean I hope someday someone takes a bunch of my vases and put them on a mantle on you know um Gabriel actually the kids that worked on Big Little Lies and I was like just come on just (laughs) one thing like don't tell anyone put it in the bag (laughs) and then I can just say I seen it in you know right (laughs) I was begging. I was like, 
please yes put it in their <laughs> apartment like one little vase and like, yeah <laughs> didn't work out yeah now you think i'd have all that access but really i don't oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't work that way mm -mm. um you talked a little bit you said you know it took somebody kind of asking you to make something for them to help give you confidence to kind of go into it again like what's been the what's been that stumbling block for making it a business for you Wow. Um, well, time, A. Right. <laughs> um, we can only work. And, I mean, it's amazing from nine to two, that feels like 45 minutes. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, oh, no, I got to go pick up Mula. I know. <laughs> and you're covered in glitter, and you walk to the school, and everybody's looking at you, you're like, what? <laughs> That's been fun. Um, so that was a big one. Um, I suppose the need for, you know, the financial need to be right away as well. So other jobs taking over, the day jobs, I suppose. Right, yep. Um, but it, mostly I think it was me and the lack of confidence definitely that I could do this. I mean, I am a city girl. I'm, you know, here playing with tools, losing fingers and, <laughs> and sending hands. And it's, I never feel like what I'm making someone is going to want either. So it's really difficult. I make it and then somebody wants it. They want it. Now that's how I feel. But when I first was like, Ooh, I wonder if I could sell that, like making it to sell it was never going to work out for me mm -hmm. because I never, I'm, I'm always like, Oh, this is gross. Start over. And mm -hmm. it works better when I make things for somebody or, you know, just mm -hmm. because I want to make it. So I think, yeah, belief in myself was the biggest one. And also, you know, the, the, the quieting, the echoes around, um, you know, when you're here, well, if you can make it, somebody else can. So why bother? And it's like, of course, that was a very manly thing to hear. But yes. it's just, of course, it was, yeah. But it's also not true. I don't think it's true at all. Because uh, nobody else would have come up with, like, your TV design or your, you know, record cabinet design, like, can they? Sure. <laughs> Have they? No. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, so it's, and, and I say, I've said this a lot, actually, really recently to a lot of uh, you maker moms during the interviews is like, if I ask 10 of you to make me, you know, a table and I give you some general parameters, none of you are going to make the same table. None of you are going to make it in the same way. Like there's not going to be anything similar except the fact that it's a table. Like right. that is all that's going to be similar. Very true. Right. Very true. Yeah. So it is, it is absolutely, I think about there's always space for more and more woodworkers and more makers. If we look at it, like somebody's could like my aesthetic versus your aesthetic. Right that we're right, not absolutely. we're probably not even close to selling to the same demographic because we have a different design style and aesthetic um and so i think i think when people say that to us 
their intent is not good when it's said. That's how I feel, you know? Yeah, you're not trying to protect me from me. You're trying to no. discourage me entirely. Yeah, just yeah. Sure. And I think actually the Instagram community, having found that community, gave me a lot of inspiration and a lot of gumption and a lot of, you know, oh no, I can do this. Like mm -hmm. there's actually, you know, when you see how many people are making pattern boards, for example. Right. right. And it's all very, very different. I ended up yep. just, you know, buying one from one wing because <laughs> i really loved it and yeah and it's you know it's one of how many millions but yeah that one appealed to me right you know it's, so there's always going to be it just was difficult to believe it yep to finally say no i'm doing this i'm going to give it a shot so do you feel like that translates into your pricing do you have a hard time asking uh for what you're worth <laughs> well uh, yes first of all i i could give it away if i could but um and also people just don't want to pay so you know you're <laughs> they don't they want some no. pieces but they don't want the price that goes with it but this is not ikea you know you they they want the price of the material that is what I have understood is they like understand they think handmade should be cheaper because they're like, well, the materials would cost less. And it's like that probably is correct. However, my time is not less than what a robot on an assembly line can do. No, no, for sure. So um, I don't think I sell things cheap for sure. Um, but I'm not also completely outrageous. I mm -hmm. mean, I'm somewhere in the between. I think I could sell things for more, but no one's going to buy it mm -hmm. unless it's, it's this weird thing. If I put it for $5,000, all of a sudden, I'm sure it's going to disappear. Yep. Yep. And otherwise it has to be less than five and there's just no fair in between. Right. Because if I make it so expensive, all of a sudden it's just, what? No, I gotta have it. <laughs> I'm not, that's just a mentality I don't get. But most of the time, um, I come up with the price that just works for everybody. So mm -hmm. it's pretty good as far as the custom work goes. Yeah, yeah. My own pieces, I'm not so good at. <laughs> at all. No. Is that because you still don't think somebody else will buy it? No, I just really have no clue. Like the TV <laughs> cabinet, right? It just I posted it on the Facebook market, and then all of a sudden it was a bidding war. Like, how much do you want for it? I said, I have someone come in to pick it up. No, 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 I'll give you this much for it. No, no, no I'll give you this much more for it. And I ended up pulling away. I was like, I, I don't know what to do now because I think it's unfair <laughs> to the first person that you right. said yes to. Right. But then again, you're like, oh wait, um, I've just doubled this money within eight hours, so. It's sitting here and I'm enjoying it for a while. <laughs> just for a minute, I'm just going to live with it. I'm going to make another piece. Yeah. It's, don't know. I really don't. I'm a little bit clueless when it comes to that. Um, you know, honestly, I think we all are. Uh, and it's, <laughs> as far as pricing and stuff, you know, it's just, it's really hard. Um, I still very much struggle with like, but why should that be worth 
that price, you know, and even though all I'm doing is taking my time times what I want to make an hour time, you know, plus the materials with a little bit of markup, it's like, it's not rocket science. It's, you know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. But then I'm like, when that price comes out, I'm like, whoa, like, who's (laughs) going to pay me that? for that like I just don't understand it <laughs> yet some will that's what's yeah. amazing and some totally want to pay you know the time mm-hmm. it's just a completely different there's too many people too many different I don't yeah know. Uh, you know the people who tip and the people who don't the people who feel like your time is worth something and the people who don't. I mean, right. Mostly it's men that won't pay. Yeah. <laughs> they should be really true. Yes. They definitely pay, would pay less and men explain to me how they want it the whole way till Sunday. So. Yep. Yep. You're my tool. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I have opened the shop actually. I have um, told some people if you want to make it yeah. yourself, you're welcome to come and use the shop. There you go. It's wide open for anyone to come and play. Come mm-hmm. and share it for sure. Yeah. I wish my kids would want to be in there. But, <laughs> but no, no, no desire there. It's not there. Well, it's not their thing. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm super excited for this week's sponsor. This week's sponsor is Tool Mom Bonnie or Tool Mom and Company. So Tool Mom and Company is for all ages, genders. Uh, They have what you need for your one-stop tool-related merchandise of gifts or clothing or both. Um, Her products are fun, fashionable, one-of-a-kind. And you can check her out at www.toolmomstore.com or find her on Instagram under toolmombonnie and Bonnie's B-O-N-N-I-E. Uh, you can receive an extra 20% off at checkout by using the coupon code MAKERMOM. So I have two of her mugs. I have one that says, I believe, what is it? Oh my gosh. Um <clears throat> One is like the definition of a tool woman and the other one is just like a circular saw with flames coming off of it and I believe it says uh, Go Girl on it and they're super fun mugs. I, w- I love drinking coffee out of them in the morning. If it's not out of my Wonder Woman mug, it is out of one of those two mugs. So you definitely should at least check out the mugs if nothing else. And remember, extra 20% off at checkout by using the code MAKERMOM. All right, thank you, Tool Mom Bonnie, and let's get back to the episode. All right, so since you were talking about, you know, the kids have no no interest necessarily <laughs> what you're doing. Oh, they need something, oh, right? And then, then they're here. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I always love when my kid my kids are, you know, younger than younger than yours, seven and four and a half. Um, they, but they still, you know, they tell all their friends like, well, my mom can just make that for us. You know, <laughs> like, and I'm like, I appreciate, you know, the vote of confidence. <laughs> um, but we're just going to buy that because I'm not going to even right, right, right. trying to make that right now. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did that for, 
Collins, um, he was in the marching band, so I helped out making the whole like prop decor oh, thing yeah, for, the, yeah. for the show last year, and he was so embarrassed. <laughs> oh my God, why are you on campus all the time? All the time. <laughs> I'm just, you know, helping, helping out. Right, that's right. <laughs> like, you can't tell people this is what I do, and then I don't help out. Like, that doesn't work. I know. I know. Have you found too, it's like whenever like a school or a teacher finds out that that's what you do, they're like, Ooh, can we get like X, X, X? Yeah. Oh yeah. I had to go and volunteer in NOLA school for the, because she's in like this weird art school thing and they were making these boxes, wooden boxes where they're going to stick things and like paint it all one color. Yeah. Well, guess who's there helping the kids just making boxes. Like, oh. <laughs> as soon as like, so anyway, no, yeah. you thought of that project because you know what I do. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's not the other way around. Though I have used it to my advantage to get, um, as as trade you know i'll make you a bench for a free month of tuition like you know stuff like that nice yes one. yes, yes. <laughs> very smart yeah. I, yeah I still usually end up with the crap end of that deal but <laughs> you know what it is. but it's still it helps save in the checkbook so that's why right. it works out <laughs> yes, um little littles, huh? yeah very very littles. Yeah. So I'm definitely, they, they go to, you know, uh, school, but when, uh, with, with COVID, when that hit, it was like, everything came to a screeching halt as far as being able to get anything done. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Even my, and, and they're older and it was still like, uh, and plus nobody wanted anything. Nobody wanted you around. Like, right. <laughs> So I made a lamp and I was like, something. Mm, that's right. <laughs> so, I mean, I have a suspicion, but I wanted to ask like, okay, so entertainment world, I would assume when you are doing props, what was the mix like gender wise? Were you like the, the only, only one? The only yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. In our department for a very long time, yes. Yeah. Um, of course, once I moved into wardrobe, it's all women. But right. um, in the art department at the time, yes, completely the only one. And oh yeah, the mansplaining. Although I don't think that's where I suffered it the most. I have to say they were kind of cool. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's such a family yeah. um, environment that, you know, everybody's kind of friendly. And it was the 90s. You're going to get the gross jokes. For yes. Sure. Yes. Um, but that's not where it's been the worst. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, before the Me Too movement, going to Home Depot was a thing of its own. Like, okay, right. just long sleeve t-shirt up to here, you know, boots, like make it look like I actually had to like <laughs> pretend to be something I wasn't if I want to yeah. get anything done at Home Depot. It was Turn around, mm -hmm. there's like five orange vests behind you asking you if they can help right. you. It was just right. ridiculous. Now it's much better. Though I still have the, what are you, because I, you know, ask for all these woods and I'm like, well, what is it for? I'm like, I'm a woodworker. Just give me what I want. Right. Right. Let me see your hands. 
Like after Christmas, <laughs> right? <laughs> so ridiculous and just and you know you go to I go to jobs where I get like mansplained the whole way through like how it just it's and just to keep it together (laughs) yeah I can imagine I mean especially uh handy I'll say your handy woman world um handy chick handy chick yes that (laughs) I mean, especially in the trades, it's worse in the trades than okay. I w- than it is in like the woodworking and maker community. It's definitely, um, I've talked with other maker moms who just like, even as a DIY, like they're doing something to their own home and sharing stuff on social media uh-huh. and they'll get, you know, tradesmen popping in their feed to be like, stay in your own lane. You don't know what you're doing, you know, like don't try to dip into the trade. And she's like, my own home. I'm not trying to tell somebody how to do this even professionally. (laughs) And I didn't take the job away from anyone. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, I definitely get the, Ooh, it's been, it's been tough, you know, Um, especially yeah, doing the task rabbit. If I, yeah. They look at me like, are you on your, like, is that your own business too? Or are you working no, like through? Okay. Okay. At some point, I mean, I, I am trying to think, I, I shouldn't say it out loud and somebody's going to steal the idea, but I am trying to do, um, I'm trying to find a way to do an app with just women. Oh, yeah, just that would women. be. Because I get hired mostly by women or uh, gay guys mm-hmm. who don't want, you know, the big burly dude because you never know who's gonna enter your house and what yeah. they're gonna you know can they tell on the app i guess i've never been on the app so can they tell on the app that you're a woman uh yeah yeah okay they can choose they can definitely choose a woman okay which is, you know so that's it was pretty impressive how much actually i was being hired for the fact that i am a woman mm-hmm. and so i was like hmm maybe we should just have one that is just mm-hmm. entirely just women so I want to once this whole COVID thing ends it would be Mm -hmm. nice to reach out to other tasker like me and try to open just a women community of handy check Mm -hmm. I think it'd be really fun to have and that it would work fairly well here Mm -hmm. yeah definitely um is that so you said at the so you do that but then you also do the translation like which which thing currently is like the most per like the highest percentage of, you know, your income? Oh my God. It varies so much. Um, I'm going to say right this moment, uh, maybe the handy chick thing. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of people have just been home and remodeling and, uh, and no, yeah. um, I've made so many holes in my walls. Please. <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to hang things on your ass. <laughs> I'm fixing holes <laughs> a lot. So a lot of that. Um, and, oh, and turning closets into offices. Because everybody Interesting. Works from home and they yeah. do not want to work in the living room. You know, they want to have that separate space because mm-hmm. you're just home all day working. So um, yeah, turning walk-in closets into offices has been... <laughs> 
That's totally. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense for the area you're in too, because like I talked, like I said, you know, space there, it's so expensive that you're buying small if it's your place. And so you probably don't have like, you know, in my house here, I, this is my office, like the, in an entire room yeah, is my office, right? You know? <laughs> Everybody keep out. Mom's That's in right. here. No. Yeah. Yeah. Some real boundaries. But yeah, here it's between the people who have roommates or the people yeah. who are married, but they live in a one bedroom and, and things like that. I've even, I mean, this one girl had a fairly decent size apartment. She just didn't want to sit and work in her living space. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just kind of redoing that around. So that's been keeping me the most busy, I think, the task. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that would be the shop. And then, yeah, the translations, unfortunately, because it's subtitles. Mm-hmm. And there's just no content right now to translate. <laughs> so, yeah. So are you doing, in that work, is it subtitles for, like, youtube or like for like like la entertainment industry yeah like like um the company that i do it for works for netflix fox and gotcha disney plus and all that yeah okay that that stuff okay french to english english to french Mm -hmm. yes until you have to translate norton hears a who and you say yes to that and why did you ever say yes to that because it's Dr. Seuss and it just doesn't translate. <laughs> Nightmare. <laughs> like, no, why? I can't. Um, I give you high praise for doing that because I like the the how this podcast started. Before I made it a podcast, mm-hmm. I did a few um, interviews of some moms that I just put out like as a blog post on my website. And so I had the audio clip, but at that time I also then transcribed it. You know, I listened to it and I typed it all out and I was like, uh, uh, cause the way people <laughs> communicate, we don't communicate in like full, nicely packaged, like nope. sentences. <laughs> like, do not. No. It so ever to transcribe. Yeah. It's a job of its own. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I give you top praise for doing this. Thank you. You'd have to pay me like a million dollars to like do that no, at all. It's fine. It, it can be fun. Except for when it's Dr. Seuss and that doesn't translate into. Yeah, or a movie you really don't want to see or, you know, the, what was it through COVID? It was just. It had just hit about a month into it where you're still kind of digesting all yeah. the emotions right, right. going with it and, you know, all of that. And then Black Lives Matter happened. It was just right at the beginning of that. And again, like sunk into a hole. Right. I can't, I don't even know how to function, but I have to be a mom and I have right, to like, right. have a dialogue. And all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we're going to um, do LA 92. I'm like, so here I am having to watch, you know, the riots of 92. It's just like, uh, somebody just wants me to go nuts. So there are yeah. some times where it's like, uh, uh-huh. uh, maybe mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. You do it because you need the money. So that was the, you know, mm-hmm. just 
take along that. That's right. Glass of wine and, uh, go hammer something out in the shop. There's that. <laughs> or play tennis. That's right. Ball really hard. <laughs> so, I mean, you kind of mentioned it when the kids were home during, you know, uh, COVID, and I don't know if the kids are your kids are still home. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, my kids back to school. Yeah, my kids got to at least go back to daycare for a couple months this summer. So, uh, it was this mama needed a break. So it was definitely worth it. it. Yeah, they need some. Oh yeah. I mean, my changing my daughter all. Oh, oh yeah. My uh, my my both my kids, I would say, were depressed. Like they were just like I would say they were depressed and I'm like, how do we have a seven and a four and a half year old depressed? And like, it's, yeah. It changed that world entirely. I mean, my daughter has changed 1 million percent. I, I, the age doesn't help. She just You're right. 12, very obviously. So I think that middle school thing is happening, but she's outdoorsy, super, you know, Oh my God, birds. And, yeah. You know, yeah. All of that. And she's just literally been in her room for the last two months. Just mm-hmm. leave me alone. I'm talking to my friends on the computer. And okay, what am I? I don't <laughs> even know. There's right. just no um, notice on how to do this. Right. No, you're, I mean, exactly. There's just like, how do you help them through this stuff when it's like, Oh, you can't go see your friends. Oh, you can't leave the like we can't go anywhere. <laughs> like we can't do anything. We had no. everybody's birthdays through it. Like their mm-hmm. dads is this weekend. So it's from May to August is all all the month, month is all <laughs> yeah. birthdays. Right. And we're just here the whole time. It's just been insane. And it just I, yeah, I mean, when we're trying even ourselves to cope with it. Right what is life going to be like there's so many huge questions that even though they're not asking them they're watching us go through it and then they have to go through it themselves it's it's I, all i could tell my daughter is you're not going to bed at three o'clock when school starts i'm sorry right right that's it it's over you we're gonna have to have some routine i finally decided that for the beginning of the year they're both going to have to have different rooms for school mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. their bedroom. I can't, it's not fair that they're sitting, you know, in their bedroom right. to play, to sleep, to school, to all that. So I build them both kind of a nook thing mm-hmm. to school in because my son decided he's going to be homeschooled anyway mm-hmm. because he didn't want to deal with the whole start of the year. Um, being online when they're yep. trying to figure yep. it out for his senior year in high school. So he's like, can we just do homeschool with, you know, an, an entity that's been doing it for a long right. time. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. Get it done. Yep. Um, so that's the good thing. And then her, she's just going to have to start it. I think the first, they're doing the first trimester. Mm. Yeah, ours is... Um is starting all online too and so our daughter's preschool has remained open the entire time we didn't send her but they've remained open they didn't have any cases they're super you know super strict on all of their um 
all the things they're doing, you know, the teachers all wear masks and hand washing and all that stuff. Um, and they spend as much time as humanly possible outside, you know, so all of that stuff. Um, so she'll be going to her preschool like regular, but our son is supposed to be going into second grade and he didn't learn anything (laughs) this spring (laughs) having to be online. And I said, I can't, I cannot make him be in front of a computer for eight hours a day. Um, I just can't, he won't learn. He'll shut down. It will be a nightmare. And so we've, we're looking at alternatives, basically all of these small pilot schools have popped up in our area you know, so that it, they're keeping the group small, they're, you know, practicing all the safety measures and all of that stuff. Um, but it still gives kids that interaction and it gives them that schedule. Um, and it allows us to work because that's the other part. Like both right, my right, wife right. and I are working from home. We have to be able to work to keep a roof over our heads and food in our mouths. And Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I don't know how many, I, I, I still don't know how this is all going to play out because I'm going to have to be working as well. And I'm supposed to be my son's, whatever it is, learning coach or whatever. Right. And it's super time consuming in homeschooling much mm-hmm. more so than with her. Like she's right. on around with her teachers or whatever. I'm, but he's 17. Like right. They need me to like be there on meetings and things. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. I need to work. Well, we had, we had considered the homeschooling route um, and it's still probably a possibility with my son, just because I was like, at least then we decide how much time he's spending online, like to do the learning versus Mm -hmm. all day. And, you know, we could say, okay, just for a few hours in the morning is when you do your schoolwork and then you're allowed to play or, or whatever. Um, yeah. It's a different schedule than just a different, being online from the school. Cause yes. I know my daughter was on there six hours straight. Between yeah. Meetings and having to do the work on there, everything. It was right. Insane. Right. Which I'm guessing it's going back to that. And I don't, it's not very healthy at all. No, it's not. Um, so yeah. So I feel your pain. <laughs> I think, all of us, I think we're feeling their pain, really. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. So I can't imagine what that would be like to be that age and going through that. So what does your workshop time look like now? Like, when do you get to do that work? I get to do that when every time I have, so there's that, it's, it's, it's difficult because, okay, so, oh, okay, I got a three-hour block this morning, but I don't feel like creating at all. Right. So that, right. <laughs> that really happens. And yep. then the heat has kept me out quite a bit this summer. Um, so it, I have to force myself to, like, set projects like okay this morning that's it you're sending for two hours because you have to because if you don't send it you're not going to get to the end of the project right but it's just sending it doesn't make you want to get in that like you want to no. be okay <laughs> I, after i'm done sending i'd like to like apply the first code and do something yeah. cute yeah. you know but no there's no so i have to divide it into these 
all right, got to do it. I mean, I'm definitely not a procrastinator and I'm really good at working for myself and by myself and kicking my own self in the butt. Mm-hmm. So it's not that difficult. I do end up doing it and finding the times. Um, I also tend to work late at night. But that can drive my neighbors crazy because, you know, after a mm-hmm. while you got to stop the machine so I try to line everything up where I'm gonna just do varnishing and you know staining yeah, yeah. finishing by hand with a bit of music in the shop at night so I try to just I've had to do that from the get anyway because of the kids mm-hmm. okay they're at school now and then I gotta go to Trader Joe's and then I gotta so it's like these mm-hmm. block of time that I just yeah that I just yeah. set for myself I'm I'm with you though on there are times where it's like I should be in the shop right now like right this second but I just can't do it <laughs> yeah. I just I cannot make myself do it yeah I know what happened <laughs> and I just decided to just forgive myself and say it's fine I'll just do more next time it's really the cleaning the shop every day it's like <laughs> It is so quick to make a mess. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There are people walking by. Are you going to clean your shop? "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) You you don't want to see my shop right now until just like, until like a month ago, there was probably two inch thick of sawdust on the floor, like the entire floor. It's not good. I, no. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Between the prototypes, the having to do's, and the now TV cabinets in the middle, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Can't walk in there. <laughs> um, what's one thing you're hoping that your kids have learned, do learn from watching you, you know, you're really an entrepreneur doing all of these different things, and and also being a creative person, like, what do you hope that they're picking up from that? Um, to follow their dreams mostly and to follow themselves. I mean, obviously I've made decisions throughout their lives that point to that, that no matter what, just be who you are and follow your dream. I think that if they can do what they love, they will always be happy. And to me, that's all that really matters. So. Yes, my son is a great percussionist and he wants to become a drummer, which absolutely kills me. Um, (laughs) I hope he never listens to this podcast, but it it was hard. Like when he goes from, I want to be a timpanist in the LFL to I'm going to be a straight up drummer. So we're going to homeschool him and he can spend all the hours in the day he wants to drum. um, But he has to follow his dream and I understand that. And I think I've given him that. And so it's only fair. (laughs) Go for it. Now. Right. No, so, right. You know, it'll work or it won't, but he's young enough to figure it out. At least. So I think it, definitely that was my goal. And I think I've given them both the belief in themselves that always be you and don't compromise and don't let anybody else tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. It's definitely working on my 12 year old daughter as well. And it's, it's, it's nice to see that they're mm-hmm. just their own selves and go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're at the end of our time, Chloe. So I want to, I know give you a chance to 
shout out how people can follow along with you on all the interwebs. Oh, I don't have that many, but yeah, <laughs> Wood Couture LA on Instagram and Facebook, actually, and uh, hopefully soon a website. Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I will put the link on Instagram when it happens. But that's about it for now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll have the links to both of the Facebook and the Instagram in the show notes so people can follow along with you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me. Oh, it was so fun meeting you. If you're yeah. ever on the side of the world, <laughs> just come and say hello. Will do. All right. Again, that was Chloe of Wood Couture. I'm going to include links on how you can follow along with her on her Facebook and Instagram in the show notes. Best way to find that is to head on over to my design and maker website, freemanfurnishings.com forward slash podcast. And there you'll find the show notes for this week's episode and all the previous episodes of all these awesome female makers. All right. Now, if you're really enjoying the podcast, please, please, please make sure that you are subscribed on whatever app you're listening to the podcast on. And if you can head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review, that helps with all the algorithms for the podcast to be found more readily so more people can learn about all these awesome makers. Okay, so that's super easy. doesn't cost you anything to do that, and it's greatly appreciated. Now, if you're really enjoying the podcast and you want to get your name added to the shout out at the start of the episode, you can go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Maker Mom podcast and uh, check out the different tier levels available there. There's a one, three and five dollar tier level that comes with different merchandise like stickers and t-shirts. And uh, then you get to join the tribe, have your name added to the shout out at the start of every episode, which there's two episodes a week now. And, um, and then there's a $30 tier level that has very limited spots because at the $30 tier level, you're an official sponsor of the podcast and you get your very own ad spot added somewhere close to the mid area of the podcast episode. All right. So you can check that out. Or if you just want to buy some merch so you can, you know, rock a Maker Mom tea for others to notice, um, you can head on over again to freemanfurnishings.com forward slash shop. Under apparel is the Maker Mom tea. Currently has the Mom Squad with the first 65 episodes listed on the back. And uh, that will be getting updated as we get closer to the end of the year with new and different names since we are now on episode 95. Uh, plus, we've added in all the Wonder Women episodes. All right. So it is Friday. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Hope you are safe. And if you're in anywhere that's going to be impacted by a tropical storm, please stay safe. I hope you get to spend time with your family and get to get out and make something. All right. Until next week, I will see you later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Music